Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Anthony Perez, your host for uh, Voices of Voleron, and I have my co-host here. I'm Allison Ray. This is our fourth episode, I believe. We apologize for not um, recording an episode last week. Last week was Easter, so we kind of took a break, you know, because family time and it would, it would affect our um, scheduling with our families that we were recording, so we just didn't have the time to. So that's why we didn't have an episode last week, but we're back. And um, two weeks ago, we said that <clears throat> the topic was going to be on like different ways that people think. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, me, at the top of my head, I the way that I think, is like I have a voice in my head. It was a lot more prominent before, but um, the last like year and a half has kind of been rough with my mental health. So that voice is gone, and it it was weird because before I used to hear myself in my head in English because I know some people speak in different languages in their head, which is something I want to get into later. Um, I would hear myself think and like. It would be me and in my head just like thinking of different steps of how we could do stuff throughout the day or solving issues but like ever since I developed anxiety it's been harder because that voice it's there sometimes but other times it's like empty-headed like I don't have that voice I don't have someone to talk to I don't have like a guidance I guess I don't know how to put it so it's made me feel weird because I feel empty-headed and it affects the way that I think and my problem-solving, too. Um, I don't know how uh, Ali thinks. Maybe she could explain to us how she thinks. Yeah, so I have a very prominent voice in my head. It is extremely prominent, and it is very sarcastic all the time, actually. Like... I have conversations with myself in my own head, like, what the fuck is that person? Like, stuff like that, you know? Um, But one thing that's kind of very interesting is I cannot see images in my head. I can only, like, think of things, if that makes sense. So, for example, if you were to describe what a beach looks like, I've been to a beach. I physically know what a beach looks like. I know what I know. I know that I know what a beach looks like. But I can't actually vividly, like, picture anything in my head at all. I believe the word for it is, um, aphantasia, which is, like, the inability to voluntarily, like, create mental images in your head. And I was actually reading a little bit about it, and I found it extremely interesting, because a lot of, like, people who can't, like see things in their head but they can like describe them with words and they can think of what they look like in words um actually tend to be authors which i think is actually kind of interesting like more than half the people that it says that like are notable people with this mental you know inability to see images but can express them through words almost all of them are writers which i think is kind of interesting actually if you think about it because, you know, that's what writers do is they don't really just, like, sh- they don't show you a picture of what something looks like. 
they describe to you what it looks like. So that I found yeah. a little interesting about it, but yeah. See, me, luckily, I don't know why, but I have the voice and I am able to like illustrate in my head the images. Like I could see the images. Um, my the way that I describe stuff comes from the way that I imagine it in my head. So um, there was this one essay I did, or not essay, sorry, it was a haiku in um, my English class when I first started college. We had to make a haiku on a setting in my hometown of Manning, or home city, I guess. And I did it on a, uh, a pastelito, pastelito store. It was like a bakery, basically. So I had I wrote a haiku in the class about the bakery. And the way that I described it, the teacher or the professor was like, whoa, you could really, like, put yourself in the story the way that you described it. I'm like, yeah, like, the way I think I put myself in the place and I imagine everything that I would experience and I just write it. Like I was writing about as soon as you walk in, you smell all like the scent of the bakery. You can feel the different textures of the ba- of the like the items you order. Um, you could taste like the juiciness of like a guava pastel or like stuff like that. Like I could put myself in like an imaginary scenario, and I could write about that. Mm-hmm. So it definitely helps being able to think in images and scenarios like that. But I also have the voice aspect of thinking where, like I was saying earlier, I could, like, guide myself into, like, solving problems and stuff. Yeah. Now, um, uh, I'm, cu- I'm curious to know, um, Guy, unless, do you have something else to say about that? No, 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 it's fine. Um, I have something to ask you. How do you dream? Ooh, um... You can ask our co our not co our guest star uh Alan. I've told him some of my dreams, but my dreams are if I don't our have favorite one, guest star. Or if I don't sorry. If I have one, sorry. Because it's either I don't have one or I have one. But when I do have one, they're lucid dreams. I can control everything in them. But they are very realistic. In like the way that I see them, not what happens in a dream, obviously, but like everything is so vivid in my dreams. So I kind of have um, a similar thing where I do not dream unless it's a lucid dream and I don't really see things in my head. I just like know what's going on, if that makes sense. Mm hmm. And I can control everything. And it's honestly, it's really weird because, like, um, I'll be trying to have, like, a nightmare or something. And then I'll be like, mm, I don't like that. And I'll, like, rewind it and, like, replay replay what's happening. It's kind of funny, actually. But um, as long as I can remember, I've when I've dreamed, I have only ever had lucid dreams. Where I can, like, control anything that's happening around me. Um, and I guess, like, I had talked to some of my friends and stuff, and they said that, like, they never have them. 
which I, th I thought was really weird. Like, I thought it was normal to be able to have, like, control over what's happening in your dreams and stuff like that. Which I thought was kind of weird. But I guess it's not. Yeah, He's no, talking um, to them. Something that I wanted to like, talk more about was what I was saying earlier about how people think and what language they think in. Because I know some people are bilingual, but they only think in one language. Like, I have a friend who speaks both English and Spanish. And Chinese, I believe. They only they, they only think in Chinese. They don't think in English. They don't think in Spanish. Even though Spanish is their main language. They only, uh, they only think in Chinese. Which is really cool because, like, our voices isn't universal to everyone, obviously. Like, they think in their voices. Which is pretty cool to me. I've, I'm bilingual and I've tried to think in Spanish. It's, it just never works. I can never form like a complete sentence in Spanish. It's always in English. No, um, I'm not bilingual. I do not. I can barely speak English or write English, let alone, like, trying to speak a different language. It's just, it just never happened for me. Um, I just could not grasp, um, language. I don't know why. It's just not my forte. But, um, now how, how do you, like, think, guy? Like, I know for me, I'll give an example. I think very, very analytically. So, for example, like, I could not if you like asked me to be able to take like a pen and like draw something i could not do it for my life right i do not have like a creative bone in my body when it comes to that kind of stuff but mm. if you like gave me like say a problem and you were like hey design like an engineering thing for this i could do that for you like right away and have it like done dimensioned all good. I have like a very, very analytical, I guess, way of thinking, which is kind of why I went into engineering instead of like uh, journalism, like I originally thought of, because I was like, yeah, I can't, I'm, I'm just not that creative. But um, how do you think? I'm kind of the same way. You give me like a, like a science or math related problem, I'll solve it. I'll show you how to solve it. But in the creative side of things, when it comes to imagining, like, my own art or, like, playing my own little tune on my ukulele, I struggle with that, even though, like I was saying earlier, I have that voice to guide me, but I also think in images. So, one very common example that I go to about this is, um, for context, I play Minecraft, so I do try to build my own stuff, but in my head, I picture this grand building or statue, but I don't know how to start it or form it. Like, yeah, I could imagine it perfectly. I know what the end outcome would be like. But trying to start off with that building or having someone build it for me who could build, I can't describe what I see in my head. I don't know what that mm -hmm. makes sense. No, yeah, it I does. Just, like, yeah, I just don't know where to start from. 
but I know what I want to do. So like, even though I have both the images and the voice, I don't have like the blueprint to start, I guess. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, that's my way of thinking. It's kind of why on the creative side of things, I don't do it that much because I just don't know how to start. Yeah. Um, when I'm like trying to build in Minecraft, I think of it very like systematically, if that makes sense. And I've watched like a lot of videos and I kind of um, just take how they start and then I turn it into kind of my own thing. Because, you know, I'm a pretty decent at that, actually. I look at it as more of like an engineering problem. Because if you think about it, it kind of is actually. You have very like set dimensions that you're building by and stuff like that. So I look at it more as like an engineering uh, program than anything. Actually, there's a software that you can, um, that we use for kids at my, at the summer camps I run at my uh, college. That you can take like mm -hmm. your building in Minecraft and actually like turn it into um, a model to 3D print. Which is kind of cool, but that's for a different, that's for a different podcast. I'm also very, um, <laughs> I also feel like I'm a very good, uh, at like critical thinking. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Me and my friend group in college, they would have like these issues that they just, they can't solve it, but it's like such a practical issue. Like, I, I can't think on the top of my head, but I know it's happened before. And it's, like, I'm astonished because, like, wow, you really couldn't have, like, thought of that. But then I know some people, they really do struggle with the way that they, like, critically think. Like, the yeah, whole like... common sense where it's, like, oh, smart people lack common sense. It's so true. I'm sorry, but sometimes I lack common sense for, like, the easiest things. So you give me a problem, I'll solve it. I feel like that's how a lot of, like, people who are super smart are. Because my brother Josh, I mean, he's beyond words smart, right? Um, I mean, he had a 4.0 going through his whole master's and PhD program. He's just, oh, he's wow. beyond smart, yeah. <laughs> he's on a whole different level than anyone I've ever met. But um, zero common sense. Absolutely, this boy cannot think, like common sense to save his goddamn life none at all we make jokes about it all the time to him he's like i have comment and we're like no you don't josh no you don't <laughs> um but i understand what you mean by like the critical thinking your friends not having it for example so i went out with my friends on friday for my one friend's birthday mm -hmm. um they wanted to go to a karaoke bar uh afterwards um after we like went out to eat i didn't want to go because um actually we'll get into this uh probably this podcast actually a little bit later i'll bring this up again but um i get very sick when i listen to music that's like really loud so i can't go to stuff like karaoke bars and i was the one who drove everyone so i like and they were like we'll just get like an uber home or whatever and i was like well if you guys get stuck you can like call me or whatever so i dropped them off i went home but um, before I dropped them off, they were like, oh my god, wait, all of our phones are at like 20%. And I was like, okay, <laughs> wait, one of you guys just turn off your phone 
and turn it back on later like when you guys are ready to get an uber and they're like but we need to take pictures and i'm like you guys have three phones you can send the picture to each other you only need one phone to take pictures from and they were like no no that doesn't make sense and i'm like that not make sense so i had to drive them all the way to fucking walmart to pick up a goddamn charger for them and then drive them all the way to the karaoke bar i'm like see because they would not let it go like they just did not understand the concept of oh one of us can just turn off our phone save the charge and take pictures on someone else's phone and send it to each other they just did not understand that that was a concept that they could do yeah, they really wanted to extend it. They could have had just one person with the phone on. If it dies, the next one turns it on. Exactly. So I tried yeah. to tell them to do it. They were only there for like an hour. I'm like, your phone's not going to die in an hour. No. Um, I think it's just because... I don't want to say smarter people. I think it's like... People with more knowledge tend to overcomplicate things and we look for like okay how do i solve it and then someone else could just come by and be like oh here a simple solution it's like well i didn't yeah. think of that it's only because like we just overlook stuff a lot of the time i yeah i think it's part that um and part just like that's not people who are, like, very smart, not being able to bring it down to, like, you know, an average person's thinking, if that makes sense. To where, like, you know, mm-hmm. somebody who's not super smart, super easy for them, but I, I feel like people who are just out of this world smart sometimes cannot bring it down to a not-as-smart level, I guess, is a good way to put it. It usually leads to just doing more work <laughs> because of that like oh because you didn't have because you're like thinking so hard about this you missed the easiest solution which could have reduced the way that you worked like tenfold like I remember one time in my job I thought I was so big brain for the way that I was like moving this giant box of sodas and I forgot what I was doing, but my coworker came in. He's like, Anthony, you're overworking yourself so much. You're trying to carry all of this when you could have just moved it in smaller boxes and just pulled them through like the little pathways. I'm like, you know what? You're actually like bigger brain. I thought I was big brain, but no. Mm mm. Like, just give me the easiest solution is like you know what why did i not think about that? i'm here like overthinking about how to do this in one step when that one step is taking more time and effort than the little step would have done like yeah it might have more steps but those steps could be easier than the one step you gotta do yeah So, um, back to, cause this is a little bit of a, how, I guess, it's not exactly how people think differently, but I guess it could be kind of categories in that type of thing. 
but um have you whenever you go to like concerts and stuff like that guy do you get like really sick like nauseous at loud mm -hmm. music so i do just, like my hearing um whenever and this has happened to me since i was a kid so my brother was in a metal band right and mm -hmm. um my school had like a what's it called like talent show they called it a lip sync but it was it was it was a talent show i mean it wasn't actually i think only one like person had ever done lip sync the whole time i went to high school there um yeah. but in he so obviously like really really loud music really like heavy bass and stuff like that i got extremely sick like after mm. their set was done i like ran outside and i puked outside like it made me super nauseous and I thought, because they had a disco ball going too, and I thought, like, maybe that was it. Maybe it was just, like, a combination of a bunch of stuff. But mm -hmm. um, after that, I did not go to a concert until this summer. So, because it was just a horrible experience. So that's probably, like, around 10 years in between 10 to 12. Mm -hmm. Probably more than that. It was probably more like 14 years, somewhere around there. Um, I went to a concert last summer. It was the Beach Boys. I got free tickets there because I actually like met them. I toured them around my job and stuff. It was great. They gave us like free tickets and they gave us backstage passes and everything. Um, and we were like right up front because they gave us like the VIP seats. And I could literally only stay for two songs and I started to feel so nauseous I had to leave. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's like a thing that like happens with some people. It's just like um, either really high pitch sounds or like really like low pitch, like mine's with the bass when I can feel it. It just messes with something in your head and your ears that makes you like extremely nauseous from it. And that's why I was asking if you had that too, because I know you get so many ear infections, so I didn't know if uh, maybe that happened to you too or not. I think, <laughs> pretty sure mine just come from how long you think I'm just trying to take mm -hmm. the water and stuff. Um, but it sucks because now I can't, I can't I know I can't go to concerts, which really sucks because I love music. But yeah. One thing I wanted to bring up was the way that like my thinking changed. So back in I think it was eleventh grade. Um. Oh no, sorry, twelfth grade. It was my last year in in high school. Um. I had a teacher who made us read this book called Mindset by Carol Dweck. Now, I know a lot of people have read this book because it was like one of those assigned books, but I actually took the time to read it because at first, it was like the first two months of school and I already learned so much. So I was like, you know, what? I might as well just read it. So I read it and the information in that book is so good. It talks about two different kinds of mindsets that people have. One of them is called a growth mindset. And I forgot the name of the other one. But basically what a growth mindset is that... Oh, sorry. It was growth versus fixed mindset. So fixed mindset is based on, like, instant gratification. They applaud you for your results rather than... you the way that you process things. So, so it was an example in the book where it's like, oh, a cheater who people didn't know was cheating, obviously, 
they would always get high scores for obvious reasons. They would always get praised for it. But someone who would get low scores was seen as dumb, even though the way that he was processing and trying to do the work, he was actually learning, making mistakes, failing, but he would know what to do next time. The cheater didn't know what to do at all. Because obviously all he did was just get the answers. So the way that a growth mindset helps you get out of that fixed mindset is that instead of rewarding the result, they reward the process of how you got that result. Because obviously, you know, when you learn, it's because you made failures and mistakes and you know what not to do or, you know, what to do for the next time. But I started applying that to myself and I was like, you know what? Let me try this growth mindset out thing. So the next time I did math, I was so bad in math because my fundamentals are screwed up. But that's just from like poor teachers at the very beginning of my academic career. Um, I was always good in math until sixth grade. Like I said, the fundamentals. And then past sixth grade, math was always like a avoiding, like a subject I would avoid. But then... In 12th grade, I was like, you know what? Let me not avoid it. Let me redo my learning on math by myself. So I started from, like, the stem of it all. And I, even though at first I was like, damn, I don't know what to do. I would always tell myself, like, I just don't know what to do yet. Adding that yet at the very end of my sentences would make it into, like, I'm progressing rather than, oh, I just don't know it, so I'm not going to do it. And it's really helped me lately. In, like, the last year when I was trying to, like, learn my ukulele, I would try to learn songs. And I'd be like, oh, I don't know how to do it. Let me just move to the next song. I would always pressure myself into saying, no, I just don't know how to do it yet. And now I could do those songs that before I just couldn't. But because I gave myself time, I was easy on myself, and I was, I was rewarding myself for the way that I was learning rather than, oh, you don't know it, you're bad, move on. No, I was on that course of trying to ease myself into, like, not losing hope because of the result I got instead of, like, I was basically, I don't know how to explain it. I was basically more focused on learning than getting that result that I would need. I don't know if that like came out right, but basically the process of doing stuff is better than the stuff you did at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um... This goes a little bit into this and a little bit into mental health, but I think that people around you can also influence how you Mm -hmm. think. So, for example, I have a great example of this. Of When I was in high school, I hung out with a bunch of people who were just very, like, underachievers, very kind of depressed people, were always, like, you know, hating on themselves and stuff like that. Um, that was my group of friends I hung out with all the time. And because of that, I ended up becoming, like, one of those types of people. I was, like, 
I, I wasn't too underachieving just because I couldn't be or else my dad would have uh, yelled at me. But um, I was very depressed, always looked down on life, you know, didn't didn't think that there's like much good in it, stuff like that. But when I got to college, um, I kind of stopped hanging out with them because I didn't have a car. I couldn't drive to see them. And uh, none of them really had cars either at the time. Um, and I have my roommate, Mel, who is the most positive person I think I have ever met on this. If, if there was like a picture of a sunshine and rainbows, it would be a picture of her. Like she's very happy, like all the time. It is insane. And she's gone through like a lot in life, like more than I have in my life. So it's very surprising that she always has a very positive outlook on life. But, um, and I owe a lot to her actually, because she like completely like lifted me out of that. She showed me that like, no matter what you're going through, that like life is good. You know what I mean? So I think in that regards, who you hang out with and like the people that you associate yourself can really affect like your way of thinking in your mental state. Because, like, now, I'm not really depressed anymore. Ever since I kind of, like, stopped hanging out with my friends in high school and started hanging out with people who, like, you know, actually enjoyed life and, like, looked um, forward to it and stuff like that. If that makes sense. No, yeah, I, I agree. That's, like, a big thing that a lot of, like, rich and successful people say. They, like, always surround yourself with people that benefit you think the same as you because when you think in like prosperous manners I guess you attract that in people that also think like that mm -hmm. so you will surround yourself with successful people when you think successfully and like what you want to do but if you're always around people that are like oh why does it matter because at the end of the day we're all just gonna die it still like you're still in life like it does matter because when you think so negatively you don't find joy in anything everything is just so bad it's so gloomy for you and it's like the same way it's not good to always be positive and yeah you need to be down sometimes it's not always good to be bad obviously and then you're going to attract all that negativity to you because you're only going to be focused on negative stuff. Like, on the news, yes, there's a lot of negative stuff. That's mainly because, like, they only show that, but if you look for the good, you'll find it. Yeah. So, I think that's about all I think I have to say on, you know, kind of how we think differently and how other people think can even affect how we think. Um, what about you, Guy? Do you have anything else? It was mainly the growth mindset thing, because it's really helpful, but to my viewers out there, if you're struggling with something, I really recommend reading that book, because it does have some very, like, vital information on how to change the way that you think. It could make you a lot more successful, which it made me a lot more successful. I could do math now because of that book. <laughs> and, yeah. No, 100% would recommend. I love that book. But yeah, that's about it.
Um, our next episode's topic is going to be mental health, which we like kind of a little bit went over this um podcast, but next week is gonna be mental health, and it's not like the general oh mental health is an issue right now. We're going to go mental health first. It's not the basic of it. I want to like explain some of the mental health issues and symptoms that people don't normally know exist with that with that um illness because last year March no sorry last year September it was a six months of when it first started and I was diagnosed with like three different uh illnesses so I would like to bring light into that and just raise awareness of different ways that anxiety can affect you because I've learned so much and I want other people to learn as well. So yeah, if you're interested in that, come to our next podcast. It will be uploaded around 5 p.m. on Sunday, normal time. And who knows, maybe we might have a guest star. So stay tuned. And wherever you're listening, Please follow and subscribe and like us. Give us five stars, whatever it is, wherever you're listening. It really helps us out. And it will also allow you to know when we post another video. So, yeah. Have a great day and we will see you guys next week.